Welcome to Treat Yourself, a book club podcast where each month we read a book and come together to discuss it. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emma. And we are continuing our journey through every volume of One Piece. Emma, what did we read this time? (laughs) (laughs) Right next to you, I can hear you. (laughs) We, We read Dressrosa. We did it. We read it. All 101 chapters, chapters 700 through 801. Woo! (laughs) So much! It was. So, and it was brand new. Brand new for me. Yes, as always, slightly different. I am now in brand new territory. I know nothing of what is to come. Uh, Emma still does. She knows everything, but we won't spoil anything beyond what we are currently discussing. That is correct. Yeah. Dress Rosa. (laughs) Fun time. (laughs) Lots of trauma. (laughs) Well, that's nothing new. No, it's not new. It's not new. But we got a lot. I told you, there were so many tragic backstories that you didn't even know about yet. And here they are. Are we going to get a tragic backstory for the horse? (laughs) I don't know why we would. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But, so there's a lot going on in this story arc, obviously. And I think the easiest way is to go through each storyline. Hmm. So the first is the reason why we came to Dressrosa, which was the big takedown Doflamingo plot. Mm -hmm. We got him to resign from the warlords. And now because he did that, we're going to live up to our end of the bargain. And we're going to give him Caesar Clown, who everyone wants. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everybody is trying to get him. (laughs) Yes. The first plot, the Caesar handoff, doesn't go well. Well, no, because they realize that Doflamingo didn't even actually leave the warlords. It was a ruse. It was a trick. (laughs) Yes, he just got a newspaper to report that he did. Yeah. (laughs) Which I don't feel like is that hard. I mean, he did announce to the kingdom, I am resigning as king and warlord or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then later in the day, it came out and was like, just kidding, everyone. Yeah, which is why when the Straw Hats were there and they're like, hmm, nobody seems like stressed <laughs> out or like concerned about the fact that our kingdom has turned on his head in like a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, because they all knew that, never mind, it's still the same as always. But the people who did go into town were all wearing their amazing disguises. Oh my gosh. Ugh, the fake beards and mustaches. I can't... Trafalgar Law kills me with his disguise of, I'm going to wear a mustache and then a hoodie, but I'm going to have it unzipped so you can see my very distinctive chest tattoo that probably nobody else has. And I'm going to cover up my hat with the hoodie. <laughs> yeah, I know. he He's one of the most serious characters. And then you look at him with that fake mustache and it's like... Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> it was so bad. I don't know how he thought he was going to sneak anywhere. Well, anyway, the, the Caesar handoff doesn't go well. The Navy's there. The Navy is a big part of this arc, mm-hmm. as it was the last arc. But, you know, Smoker is still recovering mm-hmm. from his injuries. My goodness. Poor Smoker. <laughs> I really don't have much to say other than the handoff doesn't go well. 
Doflamingo beats up Trafalgar Law. Mm-hmm. Trafalgar Law gets shot a lot in this Gosh, story. he gets injured so much. Doflamingo just takes him into like the center of town and shoots him a bunch. So much. Yeah, not good. Not good. I mean, Sanji is up against Mingo for a little bit. Yes, I was very excited about that because when Doflamingo first debuted, I his posture reminded me a lot of Sanji. Mm. And I was like, oh man, I want these two to fight. And they did. And it was only mm-hmm. very briefly, but I was like, that's enough for me. I am mm-hmm. satisfied. I am happy this is happening. Well, I think it's also just like Mingo has like those really long legs. And yes. it, it's just, it does seem like he would be somebody. And, and he does use, he does like kick and, and use his legs at various times throughout. So it did seem like it was going to be a really interesting matchup. And it was for the brief time that we had it. <laughs> yes. But, all right, Hannah, what is Doflamingo's power? Because I have not corrected you all this time. I know. <laughs> I kept being like, he's controlling people. I mean, it was kind of clear that I must have had it wrong because you kept saying, we don't know what his powers are. And I was like, I keep telling you, he can control people. Well, um, you kept saying mind control, and I'm like, that is definitely not it. Okay. Well, it seemed like mind control, but no, he's got the string string fruit. Yes. And he, I guess, just can put strings out into the universe (laughs) any which way. And he can use them to like bind people's bodies and control them like a puppet master type thing. Mm. We learn later on, he can also use the strings to do like surgery on himself. Okay, that I have so many... (laughs) I I didn't remember that part because it's so shocking and <laughs> just doesn't make much sense. But uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I get, he uses it later to make this like huge bird cage that yes. that traps them all there. Was there anything else that his strings? He can fly with his strings. He can he can latch on to the clouds. Yeah, and flap 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 his way across <laughs> the ocean yes. as long as there are clouds. Yes, that would have been funny if when he was flap flap flapping along when he was trying to get to he was trying to get to Punk Hazard, right? He got to Punk when, Hazard, and he got there. It would have been funny if there was a moment or like a panel where like the breeze, the wind had like pushed the clouds away, and he had to like go around oh. along way (laughs) or or just had to stop and hang on a cloud for a while like what does he do when the clouds go away but he's in the middle of the ocean i i don't know because he can't drop into the ocean because he can't swim correct (laughs) so he just has to hold on to a cloud for a while yes (laughs) that just is really funny to me yeah well the strings are also very sharp Mm, yes so that is how little Ors jr lost his leg yes He's still alive. It's fine. I Okay, correction from last time. I looked it up for Hannah. <laughs> and his status is unknown, which in the One Piece world means you're probably alive. But his status is unknown because he's dead. I, I refuse to believe that. I did not realize I felt so strongly about Little Ors Jr. He is now on my favorite characters list because of my reaction from last time. <laughs> I was quite upset. (laughs) Everyone knows. (laughs) It was really upsetting. (laughs) Okay, anyway, back to things that actually happened in this story. So, (laughs) the Straw Hats managed to get Caesar away from Mm -hmm. Doflamingo. They don't give him to Doflamingo. And so then Sanji, Nami, Chopper, and Brooke just leave the story arc because they just sail away 
with Caesar Clown. Yeah. Yeah, I I missed them. I get why they didn't get to be a part of everything. And maybe it would have been too many characters since we already had all of the people from like the Coliseum who end up helping out. But yeah, I don't know. I miss them. <laughs> yes, there were a ton of characters in the story arc. So it made sense to get rid of them. But they leave in volume 73, and we don't see them again until volume 79. Yeah. And also, when they leave, they get attacked by Big Mom out of nowhere. Yes! And so, okay, so, I mean, I guess we'll figure this out eventually, but I'm like, okay, so has the bomb already gone off? And Big Mom's (laughs) people are like, "Mm, how dare you? We tracked you immediately. Or were they already tracking them and the bomb hasn't gone off? And they still mad about the candy factory. Well, also, Caesar told them that they're after me as well. True. So there's that aspect as well. Yeah, everybody wants him. (laughs) That's what I said already. You did say that. Yeah. (laughs) And you've already forgotten who wants him. Oh, gosh. Caesar Clown, popular guy. And he's the most important character. That's so funny. <laughs> God, and I thought he was Vegapunk for so long. <laughs> Vegapunk, who probably is actually important. Probably. But we've never met him. I haven't met him yet. My goodness. Okay. <laughs> so that's it. That's it. Anyway, the Coliseum storyline. Yes. Hannah moderately predicted this. Did I? <laughs> well, you you mentioned that you knew that when a devil fruit eater yes. dies, that yes. their fruit comes back into the world. I saw that in the question corner. <laughs> and I latched onto it because I knew my ace was going to die. And you also said that there was somebody that you wanted to eat the fruit. Mm-hmm. Did that person eat the fruit? Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, thanks to my anime watching, I knew that Sabo... Sabo's alive! Yeah, okay, it is like... <laughs> I mean, I need to go back and watch the anime, but what I remember is that it was pretty obvious in the anime that he lived. And then when we read it, I was like, if I didn't know that he was alive, I would not have picked up on it. It was so barely present <laughs> in the in the manga. I mean, it's there. It is there, but it was so tiny. Yes. And yeah, so I, I put together all the pieces that I had, and I hoped that Sabo would be the one to get the fruit, because I didn't want a bad guy to get Ace's fruit. That would just be really heartbreaking, and we already have had enough heartbreak with Ace. <laughs> or have we, because I got my heart broken again in this arc <laughs> in regards to Ace. So, you know. But yeah, Sabo gets the fruit. And it made me really happy. I know, we jumped to the end of the storyline, but the beginning of the storyline is, so luckily for Joe Flamingo, he's like, oh, Luffy's coming to get me. Well, I know what will distract him. I already set up this tournament Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for the Flame Flame Fruit. And Luffy's like, I gotta be in this tournament to get this Mm -hmm. fruit. And so he enters the tournament, but of course they're in disguise undercover. Frankie's like, don't you dare say who you are. You cannot let people know who you are. Goes to sign up and is immediately like, I'm Lou. And he's like, stop it. So Luffy becomes Lucy. Oh, I love it. But then he's still like, he immediately, every time he meets anybody, he's like, I'm Luffy. (laughs) And then he'll remember like half a beat later, like, oh, Lucy. Oh, 
So funny. So there are so many gladiators. There's like 500 and we meet a good chunk of them. Yeah. (laughs) I guess probably the most important. I'll probably say that a lot when I remember somebody else. Mm -hmm. But Jesus Burgess. Okay, yes. Of the Blackbeard Pirates is in this tournament. And he won his block. So he's definitely making it to the final to try and get the fruit. Like, oh, that would just be awful. Yeah. If they ended up with it. Slap in the face. <laughs> yeah, so Luffy does encounter him and he like taunts him and even as like I have Blackbeard on the phone right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. So so the stakes are high. Luffy is all in on this tournament. Mm-hmm. But we meet plenty of people, Hannah. And I think some of them you like a lot. <laughs> some of them I like a lot. <laughs> I it took me a bit to warm up to some of them. I mean, yeah, like Bartolomeo. I was like, who is this person who says that he has a history with Luffy? He doesn't actually have a history with Luffy. His history is that he's just a fanboy (laughs) of the Straw Hats, which is fantastic. I love that. I loved him. I loved him. I loved every moment of him helping the Straw Hats and just being so excited to see the Straw Hats in action. I'm just like, yes, (laughs) that would be me. (laughs) But why is he such a fan of Luffy and the Straw Hats? He saw them at Rogetown? Yes. And... Specifically... Saw Luffy, saw Luffy uh, seemingly magically like the heavens spared him. (laughs) And so he was like, this guy is amazing (laughs) and and has been following them ever since. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remembered. (laughs) Yeah, I guess probably the actually most important for the storyline, even though I said Jesus Burgess was important. He was. But we meet Rebecca, who will become mm. important in other of the storylines. Mm-hmm. So she is a gladiator, and we find out that she is the granddaughter of the former king. And so she super hates Doflamingo and is like, I gotta win this fruit to take him down. Mm-hmm. She's also a prisoner because of her relations to the former mm-hmm. royal line. So there are prisoner gladiators in. <laughs> Yeah, Luffy sees all of them in for a bit when when Rebecca she tries to kill him, kind of right. Yes, can you go through that with me? Because we find out that her fighting style was to never land a blow, though. Like she yes. she never she escaped the Coliseum. Like she won continually without actually like injuring or killing anybody. Mm-hmm. But then she's going to kill Luffy, which I can't remember why. Was she tasked to do that? No, was, she... I, why, I think why did this she was, do that? I think this was after Luffy won his block. Yeah. And she's like, I want to win the whole tournament, so I got to take you out now. Okay. It'll be easier now when all the gladiators are holding you. Okay. I don't know. That's just interesting to me because then... I don't know. I feel like even in her match, she, she won her block without landing blows again. Mm-hmm. So to make that choice, I mean, I get why she did it, because, again, this was super important to her, but... Well, in the moment, she didn't do a great job of trying to kill Luffy. She did hesitate enough. And she had already won Luffy over by buying him lunch. That that is what Luffy says very deep into the story arc, where he says, We have to defeat Doflamingo because Rebecca bought me lunch. (laughs) 
All you have to do is give him some food and he'll love you for life. Like, he will, he will, he will protect you forever. And of course, when Luffy's eating and he says, aren't, aren't you hungry? And of course, this leads to Rebecca's tragic backstory. And she says, I'm never hungry. Yes. Oh my gosh. Her mother went to get her food and never came back. Well, she was brought back by a toy soldier, dead. Oh, yeah. Okay, we gotta say that because in Dressrosa, we get there and there's just sentient toys. Mm -hmm. And we're deep enough into One Piece where you see that and you're like, yeah, whatever. And then you realize later, oh, wait, I shouldn't have just accepted this as fact. That was (laughs) fantastic. Because, yeah, you're just like, why not? Makes sense. And you don't, you, you don't question it, like you said. And you're starting to learn about, like, the curfews and how, you know, you see them intermingling with people throughout the day, but at night they have to return to the toy factory. Yes. Uh, and that's the only place that they're allowed to be. They're not allowed to leave the toy factory at night and they can only leave again in the morning and they can't live among the humans. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, not great. Yes. So much to talk about there. But to finish up the Coliseum storyline, eventually Luffy's like, I gotta go out to help with the other storylines. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily somebody shows up, which we already said it was Sabo. (laughs) It was Sabo. And Oda hides his face for so long. And we just see Luffy just sobbing as he's in this, like, fish disguise and (laughs) and he's just sobbing and sobbing and and then the other person is also crying Mm -hmm. and then I'm crying (laughs) because I know that it's Sabo and he's there and he's going to get his chance to not necessarily avenge Ace but you know like uphold his memory and just continue their brotherhood (laughs) but Sabo is part of the revolutionaries But who is with him? Koala is with him! And she looks so happy. That's all I wanted was for her to actually, like, actually be happy. And not just have that painful, pasted-on smile where she's, like, trying to be okay, but is truly traumatized. I mean, she probably still has issues. Yes. But... She just seemed so genuinely happy. Yes, this is why this is why I kept calling her baby koala throughout our Fishman <laughs> Island episode because I knew all about adult koala and why I I was like I know she's going to be happy in the end. So I was more like, "Oh, she's so cute when she's little even though it was a horribly traumatic story and mm-hmm. everything." <laughs> Gosh, yeah, those pictures are kind of haunting. Like, she was so cute, but also just the way that you know that that smile is on there, just to try and protect herself. Ugh, heartbreaking. But yeah, she's so happy. But now she's fighting back against the world. Mm-hmm. Gonna take down the world government. My girl Koala, she's yeah. got it. Gosh, I love... And and maybe we'll talk about this at a different time, but I loved seeing the interactions of the revolutionaries Mm -hmm. and how Sabo is the one who's just like kind of goes off and does his own thing (laughs) and is always hanging up the calls on them and how like frustrated and exasperated, I guess, is more the word Koala is with him and his antics. Yeah. So like, yep, that's definitely a brother of Luffy and Ace. (laughs) 
Yeah, so I believe that is the Coliseum storyline until we remember something so important that happened. But unless you want to talk about Cavendish's sleepwalking <laughs> real quick. Oh my gosh, that's what made me like Cavendish. Is it because I feel like I have a bond and a connection with him now because we both sleepwalk? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> I, I don't know, I just really think it's fun that when he goes to sleep, he becomes this, like, demon-esque dude with a different name who yeah. just slices down people without, like, any regard to who yeah. they are. And that is why he's a wanted man? Yeah. <laughs> and how he just kind of had to become a criminal because his alter ego that he has no control over is evil? Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. Next storyline, the Tentadas. Mm. Because we can't just have sentient toys in this magical kingdom of Dressrosa. We have the fairies, mm -hmm. or the Tentadas. They're very, very little people, and they are so cute. They're adorable. <laughs> All of them are so cute. <laughs> but this is Usopp's time to shine. It's been a while since Usopp had some good moments here, but... Mm -hmm. He meets them. He sees their statue to Noland the liar. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I know exactly what to do in this moment. Claim I'm related <laughs> to him. <laughs> well, they are captured. Him and Robin are captured by yeah. the Tentatas. <laughs> now, the Tentatas are super gullible. So gullible. So, because Robin just tells them, I'm not a bad guy, I'm a friend. And they're like, oh, yeah. okay, we'll let you go. And she's like, oh my. <laughs> this is not great. <laughs> I mean, it's good for her, but she's still like, hmm, y'all should maybe not be this gullible. Yes. So, Usopp is like, my name is Usoland, mm -hmm. <laughs> descendant of Noland. And so, another connection with Noland and Usopp that I realized... And I don't know if Oda did this on purpose, but he probably did, mm. just because, you know. Mm. Noland was a botanist. Yes. And Usopp fights Ooh. using plants. Yes, he's become basically a botanist himself. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. So. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's really fun. So I think that's another little connection of how Usopp is kind of carrying on the... Nolan legacy, despite Nolan actually having descendants who are out there. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fun. So the Tentadas are, some of them are enslaved by Doflamingo and forced to work in the Smile Factory, mm -hmm. harvesting the Smile Fruits. Mm -hmm. And so the Tentadas, they want to free their enslaved friends. They also save their princess, who is also captured. Mm -hmm. And they also work with this one-legged toy soldier, which we've seen running around. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, we need to turn the toys back into people. Ugh. Ugh. Every single toy was a person with a life and, a, like, people who cared for them. But as soon as they're turned into a toy, everybody forgets about them. And it's awful. Like, they still remember who they are and who they were and who they cared for. But the people that cared for them don't. Yes. It's just awful. Yes. So this leads to sugar. 
the person with this devil fruit mm-hmm. who can... Is this the most powerful devil fruit? I mean, she hasn't aged. It doesn't seem like she's ever going to age. And so she's kind of immortal. <laughs> she just has to touch you. And you turn into a toy. And everyone forgets about you. These aren't two different powers. This mm-hmm. is one single power that is so powerful. Right. Well, and then she can also command them, though. Like, if she makes sure yes. that she gives them, like, certain commands. Like, she didn't do it with the toy soldier, who was, like, one of the first ones that yes. she turned on Dressrosa. But she can give them commands, like, I guess, was it just, like, work in the factory, work for the Doflamingo family yeah. type of thing? Yeah, it was like, return here every night. Yeah. Don't go against Doflamingo. You know. <laughs> yeah, so that is super powerful. <laughs> It is something. Mingo really did a good job of finding a bunch of people to, like, be in his crew. <laughs> yes. So this is Operation uh, Sugar Overwhelmed equals Panic. Yeah. <laughs> because if Sugar becomes... They want to incapacitate her, so that way everyone will turn back into a human, and then everyone will get their memories back of these people immediately, and... The whole mm-hmm. kingdom will be overwhelmed by these old memories flooding mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Chaos ensues. <laughs> but we have to overwhelm her. And she is guarded by another one of the family. I don't know how much we're going to talk about trouble. He's gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so gross. <laughs> but she also has the most powerful power. So, like, she she's pretty safe anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Tentatas make their super hot sauce ball. They tried it out on several Tentatas. Some almost died. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, those poor babies. <laughs> and so they're like, Uso Land, you are here to lead us mm-hmm. to victory. Mm-hmm. And Uso's like, oh God, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I mean, he has Robin with him, but still, he's... He's starting to seem like he's going to fall back on his running away ways. And he kind of does. He does. Which is really sad because, like, he had been doing so well the last few arcs that we've seen. I mean, like, Punk Hazard, he was up in the control room, like, commanding that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. He just hasn't been running away as much. But then here, the stakes are very high. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know, he's just starting to revert back to his running away ways. No, I do hate how cowardly he is here when he when the Tentatas get captured by Sugar and he just runs away. That was so upsetting. Because I think it would have been fine if you had Usopp being scared. Mm. That makes perfect sense. And he's just like standing there and is like uh, not moving right, kind frozen. of thing. But then straight up running away, that's just one step too far where I'm like, why? Why is he like this? Yeah. It's been two years. He was on an island where everything was trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't be this cowardly. But he does come back. Yes. And and he tells the Tentatas the truth. He's like, my name is Usopp. I am here to defeat Sugar. Make a statue to remember me by. Yes. <laughs> he does get defeated. And and Sugar sees the hot sauce ball and she she thinks it's poison, mm-hmm. so she's like, "I'm gonna give it to you. Mm-hmm. Go and die." And then Usopp just makes a really scary face <laughs> that scares her so much that she passes out 
and all the toys are reverted back to people and all the memories come flooding back. Oh my gosh. The operation is a success all thanks to Usopp and now he becomes God Usopp. That was so funny. Because so many of the Coliseum fighters after they lost in their Mm -hmm. battles were then dropped in this trash heap and then later taken and Mm -hmm. turned into toys. Mm -hmm. And so all these strong people see Usopp and they're like, you are our savior. Mm -hmm. God, Usopp, you took down the one person nobody could take down. Kind of similar to to how Buggy got his more recent reputation of being (laughs) like, a really competent dude mm-hmm. because of everything that he did at Impel Down did in quotation marks because he did barely anything. Of, he was there. He was there and he's getting the credit. It's, it feels kind of similar to that, <laughs> the amount that Usopp did. But still, oh, Usopp. God, Usopp. Does not work out well for him being called God, Usopp. <laughs> But I love it. It's it's one of the highlights of this story arc for me. Mm. But the toy soldier is now a human again. Yes. Turns out there's so much soap opera stuff in this storyline. Oh Truly. my god. He is Kiros, Rebecca's father. Yes. Oh my gosh. I loved him. <laughs> I really did. Yeah, he he murdered a man or two men or some men <laughs> when he was young yes. and, you know, was in trouble for that, obviously. <laughs> yes. uh, despite there is like a moment where he's like kind of explaining. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like there's more to the story for sure that was he avenging somebody? What? I yes, can't... The, the people he killed or the person. I also don't... I feel like it was two. Yeah. Anyway, they ganged up on his friend and murdered his friend. Yeah. Anyway, so he ended up being in the in the gladiator matches. Yes. And he kept winning, kept winning, kept winning for mm. years. Yes. And then started to form a relationship with the king. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then finally earned his freedom through the gladiator matches. Well, he earned it, like, a long time ago, but he kept being there because he's like, nobody wants me out in society. Yeah. They all hate me. Yeah. Then he makes it out, and then he's one of the king's guards, and then he falls for the king's daughter. Mm -hmm. She's like, "Uh uh-uh, don't care about you. Mm -hmm. But then she gets kidnapped. Yes. And he rescues her, and then they fall in love. And it's really sweet. God, it's so sad, though, because he, like, doesn't feel worthy of touching her or later on their child. Yes. That was so upsetting when he was just, like, he didn't want to touch Rebecca. And then he he ended up, like, wearing gloves Mm -hmm. to be able to hold her. I was like, no. (laughs) You're worthy. (laughs) Hold your baby. Oh, my God. What a cute baby. Such a cute baby. Oh, my God. I think it was especially sad, though, because then when he's turned into a toy and she forgets him, Mm. he can't feel warmth anymore. He can't feel anything. (laughs) And so he went all those years thinking he couldn't, like, hold his child and feel... Like, have that skin-to-skin contact. Mm-hmm. And and then he was not able to have it for 10 years. Yes. So that made it even more devastating. Yeah, so this leads into the story of Dressrosa and Doflamingo taking over mm-hmm. the kingdom 10 years ago. 
Yeah. Yeah. Doflamingo shows up one day. There is a lot going on here because Doflamingo explains things that he is a celestial dragon or descendant of celestial dragons Mm -hmm. and that his family were the original rulers of the Dressrosa kingdom, Mm -hmm. but that when the world government was formed, all the leaders then just stayed in Mary Joa mm-hmm. and became Celestial Dragons. Except... Oh, no. <laughs> Except for Alabasta. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Of course. <laughs> we know the Nefertari family would never become Celestial Dragons. Oh, they're fantastic. Oh, yes. So Doflamingo is like, this kingdom is mine by rights, sort of. And uh, he he frames the king with his string powers. Mm-hmm. Makes the king go on this murderous rampage. Yeah, after he had asked everybody in the kingdom to give basically all of their money because Doflamingo had come, like, sell it to me mm-hmm. for this much. And so, or not sell it to me, like, pay me this am- amount of money to keep it, I guess is what I should say. Yeah, um, buy it from me. Buy it from me. <laughs> and, yeah, that was, oh, it was so sad because he just, he didn't want to be hurting his people and he was trying to get them to stop him, but they couldn't. Yeah, so everybody hates the king, and Doflamingo comes in and saves the day, and they're like, we love our new king. Kiros tries to fight off Doflamingo. He gets, he's chained up. We have to talk about this because he's chained up, and what does he do, Hannah? He cuts off his leg and then still manages to go forward to attack Doflamingo. (laughs) Zoro's hero. Zoro's Hero. I don't think he ever talks to Kiros, but truly, he should have been like, oh my god, you've lost a leg? <laughs> it's, what, it's what Zoro has wanted multiple times. <laughs> Zoro has come so close to being just like this man. And everybody was always like, no, Zoro, it's not going to work out. You're not going to actually be able to keep fighting after this. But this man proved otherwise. Well, he Zoro wanted to cut off both of his feet. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that would have been a little harder. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose the other thing to mention is that the king's other daughter, mm. Viola, mm-hmm. then begins to work for Doflamingo. Yes. Not because she wants to at no. all, but just to, she says, don't kill my father. That's, that's why she does it. And she has the all seeing eye, mm. the glare, glare fruit. She can see everything. Yeah. <laughs> into minds, into hearts, into mm-hmm. buildings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, when she and Usopp teamed up later on. Fantastic. I'm talking about this so much. Fantastic. So good. <laughs> it was such a good moment. <laughs> so, yeah. It's been a while since we talked about law. And this is the Trafalgar Law Saga, really, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. <laughs> it is. I mean, Sanji says at one point, we were originally doing this to take down Kaido, but you seem like really personally invested mm-hmm. in what happens to Doflamingo. And he is. He is very personally invested in it. So this is his his attempt at revenge. Revenge! Oh, oh yes. And for good reasons, we can get into it. The, the Trafalgar Law tragic backstory. Gosh, yeah. Truly one of the most tragic backstories. Mm-hmm. Robin levels of tragedy because his whole island also is murdered. Oh my gosh. And not only that, but like 
he only he like escapes in a pile of bodies. Yes. That's horrifying. Oh, I I I'm just I'm sorry. I just had a moment of like picturing that scene animated and I was like, "Oh no. <laughs> I don't think I can watch that scene." Oh, okay. <laughs> you see, I didn't like cry while reading it, but I don't know, all of a sudden thinking about seeing that animated. Yeah. Mm. So, little little law comes to Doflamingo, and he's like, I am a nihilistic 10-year-old because I only mm-hmm. have three years mm-hmm. to live. I want to join up with you and kill everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he has white lead disease. Yes. Radium. <laughs> it's the radium girls, except with Trafalgar Law. It's, I mean, basically everything about it. It was, look at this brand new thing. It's so cool. We're going to put it into everything. We're going to make it, like, we're going to have toothpaste with it. We're going to have cleaning. So, like, we're going to, everything is going to be made with this new white lead. And it's not dangerous. The government knows it's dangerous. They're not telling people that it's dangerous. And then, oops-a-daisy, people are dying. But don't worry, like, it's fine. We're not going to say that we know that it's actually dangerous. It's it's just the same thing as the radium girls. <laughs> it made me so mad. I mean, it's the same thing as a ton of things because I think like asbestos people knew were was Gosh, dangerous. It, that sounds ba- right. Yeah. Back in the eighteen nineties or something. Yeah, something ridiculously early where it's like, yeah, what? Why was this used until the nineteen eighties? <laughs> yeah. Because money, that was why. Well, yeah, exactly. All right, so Law the Radium Girl. Yes. Is- <laughs> Joy's glowing white. He, he does. Is he? He has like white splotches. <laughs> yeah, on him from the white lead disease. Yeah, that killed everyone. Ugh. And then when people were trying to leave the island, the government killed them. Yeah. So, oh my god! And Law had a little sister. That and... was so upsetting. Realizing he had like, I mean, his parents also died, but I don't know. There was just something about like the little baby sister getting sick before everybody else. Mm-hmm. That was so upsetting. Yeah. Anyway, he's part of the Doflamingo family now, and we meet the greatest character, my favorite non-straw hat. And I don't know what to call him because he's a man of many names. Yes. We're introduced to him as Corazon. Yes. (laughs) He is Doflamingo's brother, Mm. Don Quixote Rocinante. Mm Mm-hmm. So I keep calling him Rocinante, but then Law always called him Corazon or Cora. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know what to refer to him by. I'll probably refer to him as all three. Just know it's all the same character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he appears to be mute mm-hmm. and very clumsy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hilariously clumsy. <laughs> Just, there is a montage where in every panel he's <laughs> on the floor because he keeps tripping. <laughs> Or setting himself on fire. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. But Law reveals a secret about himself to some of the... There are other children in the Doflamingo family that he's talking to. Yeah, who grew up and are still with him in the yes. present day. Yeah. He reveals eventually that he also has the middle initial of D. <laughs> Trafalgar D. Water law. Yeah. What is this man's first name? 
I don't know. He added two more names, and I'm like, what is your name now? Right. He added the D and then the secret name. Yeah, what is this water name here? Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, Corazon overhears that, and he's like, you cannot be around here. Mm-hmm. You gotta go. And Law's like, oh my god, you can talk? And he's like, I never said I couldn't talk. That's just the conclusion people came to. Which I think is so funny because they even said, like, you know, he hasn't spoken because of a traumatic past, which so, which just led me to think, like, selective mutism. Like, it didn't, yeah. like, make me think that, you know, he could never talk and mm-hmm. was never going to. It, they acknowledged, like, <laughs> something traumatic happened. Though trauma doesn't cause selective mutism. It's anxiety-based. Oh, oh, oh. Well, just, just putting that out there. And that's why he wasn't mute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> But this is the return of backstories within backstories. Mm. But anyway, Rosinante Corazon explains to Law that Doflamingo is a celestial dragon by birth. Our parents were celestial dragons who left Mary Joa because they were like, there's no reason we should pretend to be better than normal people. We mm-hmm. are normal people. Mm-hmm. And that in Mary Joa, there are rumors of the D. <laughs> yes. Oh, I have to find, because there were so many lines that he said, like, about what the D could mean, or not what it could mean, but, like, what it means for the celestial dragons, basically. Yes, that it is is their enemy. Yeah. If you don't behave, you'll be gobbled up by a D. The D will always cause another storm. The enemies of the gods were, like, the main things. And earlier... I don't know. At some point, Law also says, like, the D will always cause another storm. Like, he says that at least once, maybe even twice throughout. He says it at the end of Summit War. Ooh. After he leaves healing Luffy. Because Rayleigh asked, why did you help Luffy? And he's like, eh, I don't know. It just felt like the thing at the time to do. And then when he leaves, he says that the D will always cause another storm or something like uh, that. He helped because of Korra. Yes. <laughs> And he and he's like, us middle initial D's got to stick we have, together. We have to protect each other. <laughs> they are going to come for us. So that is presumably why Law helped Luffy back in the Summit War. He probably wants to know more about it, but he still doesn't. Nobody does. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So anyway, backstories within a backstory. Do you want yeah. to talk about Doflamingo and Rocinante's tragic backstory? It's just so interesting because of how they coped very differently and came out of the same experience very differently. Doflamingo was forever so, like, annoyed and angry at having left Marijoa. Like, Mm -hmm. he was not happy with the change. He did not like that humans were no longer slaves to him. He did not like that people were looking down on him now. Mm -hmm. And, And... And I can see how that part was like a huge shock and a change where now instead of them being the ones who are causing all of this pain onto the human slaves, like they are being hunted down because of the fact that they were celestial dragons, but they don't have that protection anymore. Yes. And so they're hunted down, hunted down, hunted down. And then him and – well – Mom dies. That's yes. sad. Mom mom passes away and I guess got sick and they couldn't have a doctor or something. I don't know. Just got sick and they couldn't help her. And then him and so Mingo and his dad and Cora, they're all strung up mm-hmm. by the townspeople and having just being pelted with 
like knives even like things that, yeah like shot with an shot, arrow shot with an arrow yes shot with arrows oh my gosh so many arrows and they're up there and i feel like their dad is i mean kind of trying to like keep them calm and he's also trying to be like you know like let my sons go yeah. they they haven't done anything and then mingo comes in and is like i'm going to hunt all of you down and kill you and yeah. it's just like okay i on the one hand, you are being tortured right now. I understand why you want to hunt these people down. But it's tricky because these people are hunting you down because of the atrocities that your people have done on on them for yeah. centuries. But also, like, Mingo hasn't necessarily done atrocities because he's a child but he does definitely look down on people and want people to be slaves so it's just like it's really complicated and confusing how i feel about this because because uh, he was a child he was 10 years old he was a child and he he was he was just parroting what he had always known but i don't know i i don't look hmm, let me rephrase this when he's an adult mm-hmm. i fully judge him for yeah. still holding on to those ideals he should have learned better he should have you know experienced the world and understood that like where he came from and what he had grown up with and and the ideals that he had were wrong mm-hmm. and that they are wrong but he he just never had that realization and that understanding but Cora Cora has realized and has understood that what he and his ancestry have done is wrong mm-hmm. and has tried in his own way to make up for what his ancestors have done. Yes. Sorry, that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you I mean, we have the the place that they ended up unfortunately had quite a few former slaves. Mm-hmm. And so we have people there at that scene saying the things that were done to yes. them. Oh god. It's horrifying. But then you see these children strung up and it's like that's horrifying. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of extremes here, everyone. We Yeah. It didn't need to come to this. It really didn't, but it did. But they survived that ordeal. Yeah. Does da- dad doesn't survive that, does he? Or does he? Does dad? What? You, what's going on with dad? Do you forget how dad? I forget dies? how dad died. <laughs> Wait, no, <laughs> no. Mingo kills dad. Never mind. He's, they did make it out of that. They made it out of that, and then Mingo carves his head off and takes it to the celestial dragons. Apologies. <laughs> anyway, yes. Okay, so it's a little confusing because it's a flashback within a flashback, but then it's also slightly out of order. Mm-hmm. and also skips over things. So we don't see them get cut down from there. But what I think happened, I had to look up, I, I used the wiki to try and put the pieces together. And then I, I, I came up with some of this on my own, putting the pieces together. Okay. Here. But so when Doflamingo says, I'm going to hunt down and kill all of you, I think he may have used Supreme King hockey there because then when he's a child, we see him meet up with Treble, and he's like, they all just passed out? That's Supreme King Hockey. So I think that's how they got out of that situation, but we didn't see that. Okay. So I think he he may have made everybody pass out, and that's how they got out of that. And then he meets up with Treble, who's like, well, you're super powerful. Here's a gun and a devil fruit. Who do you want to kill? And then he uses that gun to kill his dad. Mm. It is definitely that gun, Mm. because that's what the wiki told me. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> but we see that scene after we see him kill the dad, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Or maybe it was, like, right before. Ugh. It was disjointed. And that's why I'm trying to put the pieces here together out loud right now as I'm going. Mm. <laughs> so, yes, he he shoots his dad while the dad is trying to comfort 
poor Cora, who's still traumatized. Mm-hmm. Presumably the the torture by the townsfolk just just happened. Yeah. Yes. He he kills his dad, he cuts off his dad's head. We don't see that. But he said, I took my dad's head back to Mary Joa to try and get back in with the celestial dragons, and they didn't let me back mm-hmm. in. Unfortunate, I guess. Um <laughs> I don't know. I mean he still manages to wield so much power and has gotten so much power to him. Okay, but that's because he said that he has some sort of secret. Mm. He knows something. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. He knows. Wait, what did he say? Like, is it? Oh, God, what did he say? Mingo is able. I wrote down. <laughs> Mingo is able to wield some celestial dragon power, like calling uh, the CP0, which mm-hmm. he calls at some point, uh, because he knows a crucial treasure that exists within sacred Marijoa. Yes. The, the crucial treasure whose fact of its existence would shake the world to its foundations. Mm-hmm. What is this? <laughs> what does he know? Anyway, back to law, back in the past. Corazon is like, you poor child, you could go down the Doflamingo path, but I'm going to save you. I'm going to find a cure to this uncurable disease. Mm-hmm. Let's go travel and find you mm-hmm. a doctor. Someone out there must surely know how to solve this problem. And then this is heartbreaking because we see them go to doctor after doctor after doctor. And then they just look at him and they're like, get him away. I mean, I guess, again, like drawing from real life things, it just makes me think of like the HIV and mm-hmm. AIDS and and how they were treated. And uh, like just it, it broke Trafalgar Law's heart every like he was just... Uh, he didn't want to go through that, and he was kind of annoyed at Cora for putting him through that <laughs> and having to be rejected and rejected and chased away every single time. It was just really sad. Yeah, but Cora keeps burning down these hospitals when they leave. Yes. So. I mean, honestly, if they're not going to treat a patient. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, that was a bad hospital. Let's go to the next one. Yeah. And Law's just screaming, no, please don't. And then Cora is like, okay. I have finally realized that I've just been making you relive your trauma over and mm-hmm, over. Mm-hmm. Really sorry. But good news. There's a devil fruit out there that could solve this problem. According to Corazon, he has no way of knowing this. He's just like, yeah, the op, op fruit, you can operate. And Law, your parents were doctors, so you'll know how to cure your disease once you eat mm-hmm. this fruit. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, if you eat this fruit, you will be cured. He doesn't know that. Corazon lies about everything. Everything in his life is a lie. Except for him trying to save Law. Yeah. And that's why he's my favorite. He's so great. And yet I didn't cry when he died. Because of course he dies. We all knew this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So... Oh my god, and then getting the op-op fruit, we get a secret backstory. (laughs) Wait, what's our secret backstory during the op-op fruit? Who has the fruit? Whose family has the fruit? Drake's family? Drake's family. Drake's family has the op-op fruit. Yes, okay, yeah. You see, I didn't put it together at the time of, like, reading it. Yeah. So. I, I didn't give you all the information, because... Well, you never called him X Drake, which is how his name is spelled. You always just called him Drake. And the thing is that the X is pronounced Dies. Because- no. <laughs> <Yes>. No. <laughs> if you watch the anime, 
They call him D.A. Strake from the very beginning, despite his name being stylized as an X, but it's supposed to be- It's a 10! It's a 10. Oh, gosh darn it. Gosh darn it. Okay. Yeah. And so- (laughs) That makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't bring it up because I was like, Hannah might consider this a spoiler for no reason, other than if you watch the anime, you already know this, but- Mm. But then you would have known, maybe, when you- Read this. Backstory. I would have figured it out right away who the little boy running away and getting on the navy ship was. Yeah, it's your boy. It's my boy Drake. <laughs> Just Drake. Da's Drake. <laughs> now you know. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His family has it. His family's not great. Yes, his family are pirates. Although they were also his his father was part of the navy who then became a pirate. Just like Drake. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, I He's guess. abusive father. Yes. Oda then does clarify that in the question corner. It was, it was implied. Yeah. But Corazon, we haven't even talked about his devil fruit. He is the calm, calm fruit, and he can make things silent. And so that's why he, he can silently break in and steal the fruit. And mm-hmm. it's really cool. And then he trips and then gets shot a bunch. Gosh, oh, so much. But he gets back to law, he shows the fruit in his mouth, he's like, you'll be cured now, I promise. And then Doflamingo shows up because he wanted the op-op fruit. Well, and he's the reason that Cora even knew about, like, yes. where the fruit was. But it was a whole thing of where Cora had been working for Sengoku, um, yes. and because he had been away, all of a sudden, Mingo's plans were, like, going well with no interference yes. from from navy people and he was like hmm that's suspicious and then it's one of those things where mingo knows that cora is an agent for the like navy yes and cora also knows that mingo probably knows yes. that he is an agent because he's been gone for so long yes. so like they both know that the other knows <laughs> type of thing but still he was gonna go after this fruit because he thought it was going to cure law yeah even though it was clearly probably a trap but doflamingo wants the fruit because whoever eats the fruit can perform the immortality operation. Yes. What? How did they figure that out? Uh, you just have to have one person do it. Yeah. I wonder who did that. <laughs> Back- Who's immortal out there? Oh my god, who? <laughs> Don't even put that out there, Hannah. <laughs> They're gonna show up. The person who was made immortal because of the immortality part of the op fruit. <laughs> They're out there. Somewhere. I suppose so. I don't know. Define immortality. Does this, does this just mean you don't die naturally? Or like, if I cut off your head, are you still dead? That's a good point. So, we don't know. Because it, it never happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mingo was like, Cora, brother, who I definitely don't suspect of doing anything nefarious against me. You can eat this fruit and then do the operation on me. Because he doesn't... He does, he doesn't actually know everything because he doesn't know about the com-com fruit. Correct. So so he doesn't realize that his brother couldn't eat the fruit even if he wanted him to. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It doesn't get any more tragic than that. <laughs> we haven't even gone to his death and we already said he died. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Doflamingo comes and I mean, there's plenty of other tragedy, but... I'm just going to skip ahead to the end where yeah. where Korra hides Law and 
is like, Doflamingo, you'll never find Law. He's long gone. On that Navy ship. On that Navy ship. Listen to that call that says there's a boy on that Navy ship. It corroborates my story quite nicely. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't even know about that. Thank you, Drake. (laughs) Thanks, Drake. You're a real pal. Yeah. Anyway, they're brothers facing off against each other, guns pointed. But Corazon can't do it. He Mm -hmm. can't kill his own brother. But Doflamingo can. Yeah. But Cora does not die right away. Because he's got to hold on as long as possible because he used his powers on Law so that Law can't make a sound. Mm -hmm. And he needs to hold on for Law to get away. So he holds on as long as he can. And Law gets away to get his revenge another day. Today. Mm -hmm. This is the day. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't go well. It didn't go well round one during the Caesar handoff. Mm-hmm. It's not going well round two because Doflamingo cuts Law's arm off. Gosh, that was wild. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, wasn't yeah. expecting that. It it is it's a pretty shocking panel where it's just cut to the panel and his arms on the ground away from his body. Oh gosh. But but Luffy's there because he left the Coliseum, but somebody else is there who was in the Coliseum that I forgot to mention. Back from Skypea. So many tie-ins to Skypea in this arc. Mm -hmm. Back, Doflamingo's most devoted follower, Bellamy the Hyena. He's trying to win his place back in the Doflamingo family. He was gonna win the tournament to prove it, but then he was gonna kill Luffy to prove it, but then Luffy cheered him on in his bout, and now he's like, wait a minute, we're kind of friends, like, I kind of respect him now, and he respects me? Like... What? I can't kill him, but I also have to kill him because that's the way I can get back in where I have been trying to get for so long. Okay, this friendship makes no sense, but it's Luffy, so I live with it because I'm like, yeah, I love this. But also, when Luffy first sees Bellamy, he's like, hey, it's you, that guy. Because, of course, Luffy never remembers Mm -hmm. names. And Bellamy says, hey, I went to the Sky Island and Luffy's like, did you hurt the people there? And he's like, maybe. Yeah. Now, we've seen the cover stories and we know that the people on Skype are alive and well. So yeah. Do not worry. But Luffy does not know that. Bellamy was just like, yeah, I murdered everyone on Sky Island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, yeah, he, Luffy's watching the tournament match and he's like, watch out, Bellamy. He's like, come on, you can do it or whatever. Okay, but also... <laughs> It's kind of tragic, like, if that small show of, like, camaraderie and just, like, support is enough to really just make Bellamy pause. Like, has he never had any other form of encouragement? I don't think he has with being a part of Doflamingo's crew or trying to be a part of his crew. I I really don't think he's probably ever had any kind of positive relationships like this, and... Even though it's such a tiny moment, mm-hmm. I feel like that was probably the most encouragement he's ever gotten. <laughs> this is Gin all over again. It's Gin all over again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, anyway, there's a time when Doflamingo's using his powers to make Bellamy fight Luffy, but then he releases Bellamy, and Bellamy's like, 
I'm gonna do it. Spring, spring, fruit, ultimate attack. This fruit oh, is still gosh. dumb. 600 chapters later, it's still dumb. Anyway, Luffy takes him down and is like, I didn't want to take him down because now he's my best friend. And now I'm gonna kill Doflamingo. Mm-hmm. Except not because we... I, I always say kill and I hope people know that I'm just exaggerating for comedic effect, but... Anyway. Yeah, the Straw Hats would never say kill. The Straw Hats would never say kill. I went on a whole rant about it for really no reason, but... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's like, I gotta get Mingo, as he calls him. And we know that Be- Bellamy and Luffy are true friends because Luffy remembers Bellamy's name throughout yes. the rest of the story arc. Uh, and Bellamy, gosh, he just made me so sad. <laughs> Yeah, like, during their fight, he's like, thank you for calling me a friend. (laughs) And then also says, I understand that I chose the wrong man to idolize and how pitiful that makes me. Bellamy. But he can't, he can't turn his back on Doflamingo. He's like, I made this bet. Yeah, I need to see this through. Yeah. Well, anyway, Law does get his arm sewn back on, Mm -hmm. in case you were worried. Um, I kind of want him to lose an arm not like not like i wanted to lose an arm but you know like once he had he the arm was cut off i was like this is an interesting development mm-hmm. in the story mm-hmm. well yeah i mean i think because we have these characters bounce back from these grievous injuries so often it would be interesting for there to be permanent yeah injuries yeah but anyway luffy's gonna defeat doflamingo we all we all know it it takes a bit yeah, I it was a good fight. I liked it. I I loved all of the times that Law and Luffy were working together and mm-hmm. using the uh the room or the chambers or whichever mm-hmm. one it is that and like swapping places mm-hmm. and, and all of that was just so cool and and so well done. Yeah, that was that was good. I don't love. I don't know even know, even know if we're going to talk about any of the other fights. But mm-hmm. <laughs> so my problem with the fights. I was finally able to put my finger on what my problem has been with the New World fights. Okay. (laughs) Is that they're introduced and then we cut back and forth to them for like 20 chapters, which is not an exaggeration. I went back and looked for this one. It's at least 20 chapters. And then just one chapter is devoted to the end of the fight, and then the fight's just over. So the fights feel simultaneously so long and so short, whereas before, in the first half of the series, you'd have, like, three chapters solely dedicated to that fight, beginning, middle, end, and I like that so much better than just slightly cutting back and forth, cutting back and forth, seeing bits and pieces, bits and pieces, Mm -hmm. and then one big conclusion where it's just like, oh, it's over? Okay. Uh. Yeah. But I think the Luffy-Doflamingo fight was done better than Zoro's fight or Frankie's fight was something. Uh. That was, yeah. We can just leave it at that. It was something. (laughs) Him and Senor Pink are bros now. Oh, gosh. Frankie, the way Frankie emotionally bonds with people so easily and quickly <laughs> is honestly really endearing. <laughs> I I do really like that about him, how if he hears your sad backstory, he is with you for life. <laughs> he is your dude. He is your bro forever and always. No, my favorite person 
in the world is the person who wrote into the question corner and said, on behalf of all women, in regards to Senor Pink, no, just no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even with this tragic backstory, just, just no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... Doflamingo makes the birdcage, you did mention that, and it's closing in on the city because he's like, fine, if I can't have Dressrosa, nobody can, sort of, mm. <laughs> mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we gotta go back real quick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna interrupt myself because we didn't talk about Usopp and Viola because we have to talk about them. We do. That oh was a fantastic god. moment. Oh my god, because Sugar wakes up and she is about to touch Luffy and Law when they first are going after Doflamingo. And so Viola's like, I can use my all-seeing eye to see her, and I can guide you, Usopp. Mm-hmm. Guide your shot. Our sharpshooter. But we didn't mention the Kinemon storyline here, because it's very brief. So brief. He's basically very quickly finds his friend that he was trying to find. Yes. So I'm interrupting myself once again, because... <laughs> it's a flashback within a flashback. This, this, it's like reading One Piece, listening to us <laughs> talk about it. That's our goal, is to recreate the reading experience. <laughs> But <laughs> Kimon was looking for Kenjuro. He finds Kenjuro. Kenjuro's devil fruit power is whatever he draws comes to life. Mm-hmm. But he's really bad at drawing. Oh, so good. Kenjuro's really funny, actually. I like him quite a bit. So Usopp gets Kenjuro to draw the face he made. Yes. <laughs> that alarmed Sugar so much. And so that's what he's going to shoot mm-hmm. at Sugar. And so Viola's guiding him. But what happens, Hannah? It's okay if you don't know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He, like, has a moment where suddenly he doesn't even really need her to guide him. He... Is he... Is it observation hockey? Yes! He has observation hockey, everyone. God, Usopp. Our boy. Yes. Oh, so he takes out sugar twice! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also love this is so so small there was where when he heard that she woke up he was like what but my whatever he named his like face move like <laughs> should knock people out for days <laughs> or something yes. like that yeah it's his specialty I I, I do like that <laughs> all right back to the birdcage yeah closing in I did, I really loved when everybody was helping to push against the birdcage. I love me a moment where, uh, like, everybody's working together. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, for me, we needed Christina here to confirm this, but but unfortunately she is not. But this feels like the most Dragon Ball Z story arc. One, because there is a tournament. Mm. And two... The everybody push against the birdcage to give Luffy 10 minutes was everyone give Goku your energy. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh, you're right. (laughs) I didn't even think of that. Oh my god, that's all I can think of. Because yeah, Luffy needs 10 minutes. He unveiled a new gear. And of course, there's like negative consequences. (laughs) So he's down for 10 minutes, can't use any hockey, doesn't even seem really (laughs) able to do much of anything, though that might also just be because of his fight that he's been having. But yeah, so he's being like led away from Mingo for a while until Law finds him and is like, eh, we can just wait here. That way you don't have to have too far to go from him <laughs> after you do recover. Yeah, I don't know. That's the end. That's really. the end. And then and then he defeats him. I will say there 
I want to talk about Cavendish again, because there is a moment where he's watching over Law. Yes. And because, and, again, Law's down. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of, I think at that point, at that point, did he have his arm back on? Yeah, Leo came yeah. by and he has the so-so through and he sewed the arm back on. Yeah. At, at that point, he had his arm back on. And so Trophy is like about... Luffy. If he's going to win, then I want to watch it from here. If he's going to lose here anyway, then I ought to be killed along with him. And Cavendish says, I cannot allow you to commit suicide. I will stay. That's the compromise. If you die today, it will be after me. Cavendish, just out of nowhere, is so noble. He also gave Robin his coat after her back got Mm, all cut up. Yes. Oh my god. Cavendish might be my boy, really. I keep trying to make him your boy, but maybe the truth is he's my boy. He was your boy all along. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I loved him. Also, just so random and and small, I... Kiros and and Robin were were together in a fight for a little bit, Mm -hmm. and... We've seen Robin grow limbs on other people before, and mm. I just absolutely loved that that was never even a thought of mm. her growing a limb on, on Kiros so that he could have two functioning legs. He didn't need it. No. he He's fully capable of taking down people the way that he has been for the last decade mm-hmm. as, as, a toy <laughs> as a toy soldier. Never mind. He kind of was taking on people. Well, he but, trained Rebecca how to fight yeah. as a toy soldier. Yeah, but still, he he managed just fine. And I just thought that was very well done on Oda's part where, you know, you have this person who has this ability to seemingly fix something, but it, it's not something that needed to be fixed. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very cool. All right. Well, we're in the aftermath because, of course, there's a ton of aftermath. <laughs> oh, but can we talk about Mingo saying about devil fruits? Oh, there is another yeah. stage entirely to the powers of a devil fruit awakening. Some powers can awaken and affect objects aside from the wielder. Yes. <laughs> what? What's that going to look like for Luffy's? Like, are <laughs> what's that going to be for Luffy? Like. make other things rubbery? That is the implication? Since Doflamingo turned other things into strings? That's wild. (laughs) It's a pretty wild series, Hannah. (laughs) This is too far. No, (laughs) it's gone too far, everyone. (laughs) It went too far with the Funk Brothers jacket power. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Don't even talk about that. I'm not, that's all I'm gonna say. But I was like, this might be... The weirdest moment in One Piece history. And you know how weird this series is. Mm-hmm. But yes, okay. Dressrosa. Kingdom in ruins. But Doflamingo defeated. Everybody wants the king to be king again. King's king again. Royal family reunited. Rebecca finally gets to be with her father. After It takes a bit for no reason. It takes a bit. Yeah. But whatever. They're together, finally. Yes. <laughs> oh uh, so sweet. And... A character we have not talked about at all yet is one of the new admirals, mm. Fujitora. He is a blind swordsman. He is so cool. And he he seems to be on our good guy naval officers list. Yeah. I mean, wasn't sure at first because, you know, he was there at, like, the takedown, like, the Caesar handoff mm-hmm. thing. And... I don't know. He was he was in the way a couple of different times, mm-hmm. but but yeah, he does seem to be one of the good 
Navy people because he like kind of takes responsibility for what happened at Dressrosa yes. and, and like tells it to the world as it is. And then that's when we see Smoker, right? Where yes. he's like, like, this is what I wasn't able to do. Yes. I, I was, was too low of a rank mm-hmm. to be able to fix it when it was reported wrong about what had happened at Alabasta. Yeah. And now here's Fujitora who is saying it exactly how it was. Yeah. 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 And we're making our cases against the seven warlords because he's like, it is the government's fault for allowing Doflamingo to be a warlord of the sea. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is Smoker's validation. And Tashiki is like, I feel so much better. And we know how much she was crying after Alabasta. Oh my gosh. Yes. So to hear her say that is like, I feel better too now. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about how upset she was. How could, how could I forget? How could I forget? God, she was so sad. <laughs> she was crying, like, the whole time. Yeah. So that is one of the big outcomes of this story arc. There are changes going along out there somewhere. Reverberations. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of things going on. We got all of these former gladiators so indebted to Luffy, and they're going to form the Straw Hat Fleet. I I have been wondering, like, <laughs> probably more mainly when we saw Whitebeard and just how big his fleet was, yeah. was when I was starting to be like, oh, wait, if Luffy wants to take on any of the emperors and be able to be king of the pirates, he is going to need more than just his crew. And yes, he's gathered a lot of allies along the way, but... That is different than actually actively having a fleet of your own. Although he's like, no. He doesn't want it. (laughs) But they're like, okay, it's actually really great because he's like, I want to be free to do whatever I want. And Mm -hmm. they're like, well, we're going to be free to do what we want. And we want to be your fleet. Yeah. So we're your fleet now. Yeah. (laughs) So it's cute. It's cute. It really is. It's really, really cute. <laughs> I did like that. I liked that a lot. But Sabo, I'm sure you have so much more to say about Sabo, the storyline, the drama, the amnesia. Oh, God. It was it was just so sad. I need to find all of my quotations from Sabo because he was just breaking my heart every single moment that I saw him. <laughs> um... <laughs> Hold on. Because he kept mentioning Ace? (laughs) I mean, mainly, yeah, because he kept mentioning, like, not being able to be there for Ace, and that just made me really sad. Or And just, like, the way that he is so ready to help Luffy at every turn. Like, he takes on Burgess at at Mm -hmm. one point when Luffy is down basically Mm -hmm. during those 10 minutes and uh, he says keep this in mind if Luffy ever asks me for help I will race to his side wherever he is no matter my position I will never go through that again referencing Ace Mm -hmm. that was one of the times I cried Um, (laughs) and then and then also about Ace another time that did this make me cry? Probably. Um, <laughs> I've spent time thinking about his, Ace's, last thoughts on Earth every single night since it happened. Oh, my God. I just, the amount of guilt that is there in Sabo, I just, 
I don't know. I, I love explorations of guilt uh, mm-hmm. in in media. It's some of my favorite. Like, it's just so angsty. It's my favorite thing. And don't laugh. It's my favorite thing. And, and he's just so – he feels so guilty. He wasn't able to be there for his brother. But then we find out it's not even really his fault that he wasn't there because he didn't know that he had brothers. He had amnesia. That is why he never went back, even though he was perfectly alive. He had amnesia and a horrible burn scar from that horrible attack by a celestial dragon. Oh, gosh. But yeah, I just... I loved him. (laughs) I love him. I just made me so sad when you see him get, like, looking at the newspaper that has the story of Ace's death and how that's the moment all of his memories come flooding back. I started crying again there. I, cause that just made me so sad. He, he was just so devastated realizing that both of his brothers were in that mortal danger and, Mm -hmm. and Ace died and Luffy was there by himself and he doesn't, he didn't have his other brother, and ah, uh, it was so sad. And then just thank you for being alive, Luffy. Ah, uh, Sabo, why would you say that? <laughs> yep, that's Sabo. All right, so I guess we could just go through random things that there. I mean, there's a lot at this end part. Uh, one of the things is that we see Luchi and Spandam. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which, I just want to remind you that you thought Luchi was going to go kill Spantum. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think that's what was the the point of that scene. And you were like, no, I, I think so. <laughs> Look, I thought he was going to take down, like, the CP system. No. because Because he saw, like, the children being trained. And I was like, he doesn't like that. He's going to free the children and then he's going to continue on and bring the whole system down. I feel like the reason he didn't like it is because he's like, oh no, my replacements. No, really? That's how I interpreted it. Oh, crud. He's like, you don't need these people. They're still me, Rob Lucci. I don't know. Maybe he's playing a long game. I'm going to hold out hope that he's <laughs> taking down the CP system from the inside. Okay. So so when when he does kill Spandam, you can flash back to this moment and be like, see, you tried to tell me I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, look, he seems to be in charge of Spandam now, so he maybe doesn't need to kill Spandam. But I think he could be taking down the cypher pole from the inside. No more child soldiers. I don't. That's his mission in life now. Well, I mean, that would be be quite the turnaround. He still has his pigeon, just in case anyone was worried. So I don't know. I don't know, Hannah. But what else happened at the end of this arc? Anything you want to mention? Oh, did we talk about Kid's alliance at all last time? I don't feel like we did. Uh, no, I don't think we did. But yeah, Kid has an alliance. With long arm dude. <laughs> um, and with. No, I got this. <laughs> Give me. I was all ready to like, be the one to introduce it, and then you just jumped in and I was like, okay, go ahead, Hannah. 
<laughs> now I feel like I have to finish this. Mm-hmm. There's um, only three of them. <laughs> well, nope, never mind. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> Eustace Kid, Scratchman Apu. Yes, long arm dude. And Basil Hawkins. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna go take down Shanks. Yes. What the heck? Well, I mean, it's going to be a bit hard because Kaido kind of landed on them. Because we meet Kaido. We do meet Kaido. Gosh, Kaido already interesting. Yes. He was on a Sky Island. Yes. And then he jumped off the Sky Island. Yes. He's tried to commit suicide many, many times. Yes. But it doesn't work. Yes. (laughs) And that's him. (laughs) That was his introduction. It's kind of a confusing introduction. But there he is. Landed on top of... He didn't land on top of them. I wish he had. It would be really fun. <laughs> that would be but... <laughs> interesting, yeah. <laughs> but he landed in front of them. But somebody is looking for Kaido, not for bad reasons, but because he works for him. Drake. Drake. G.A.'s Drake. <laughs> no. <laughs> X Drake. <laughs> you never called him X Drake, so I never corrected you. But now I must... Wow. I gotta start saying people's full names so that you can correct me on things. <sighs> I'm not gonna remember So to then do you that. can know their secret backstories. I just call people the nicknames that Luffy gives them. Oh my god. Luffy does not know Drake's name. He's never met the guy. Okay, true. So I'm not doing it in that case, but I was thinking about, like, anytime I say Mingo or Trophy or Cabbage. <laughs> You managed this whole time not to say Cabbage. I know. I felt proud of myself for remembering <laughs> that his name was Cavendish. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, anything. Very small. We learned that Aokiji, who's now Kuzan, is helping Blackbeard. Yes. What's that about? How dare he? This is why I kept telling you to know that his name was Kuzan. Because when I was catching up, the five elders are like, Kuzan's helping Blackbeard. And I'm like, who's Kuzan? So, there he is, for some reason. I don't like that. He was just helping Smoker, so mm-hmm. you're like, he's a good dude. And he seemed fairly like an okay guy yeah. in the previous things that he had done with helping Robin get away. And, I mean, still also a very scary man. He he did kind of traumatize poor Robin. But, yeah, really. Uh, Leave my girl alone. But still, it seemed kind of okay, but now he's helping Blackbeard? I don't know. I don't like I don't that. know. We don't even see it. We just hear it. Yeah. I don't like that. Oh, yeah. We see Sakazuki just being really mad at Fujitora. Yeah. That's how we know Fujitora's our boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Anyone who is an enemy of Sakazuki is my friend. <laughs> Kill Sakazuki. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> so bad. Hot take, Hannah. <laughs> So we can now talk about the very, very end because everybody has new bounties. And who has the third highest bounty? Is that one God Usopp? It's God Usopp! He, oh my god, his bounty, he does not deserve to have a higher bounty than Sanji or Robin, but he does, and I love it. I love, I love Usopp. I didn't like how cowardly he was in this arc, but I, I love this. Also, this is his first real wanted poster because with his actual face yes his former one was the sniper king poster and it's a 200 million berry bounty it's so much mm-hmm. yeah uh little choppers just has a hundred berries yes i love chopper <laughs> well he wasn't even in the arc so the fact that he got a bump in this bounty 
Right. For just being their quote unquote pet. Yes. Cotton candy loving pet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I didn't really write down any of like changes in Mm. their bounties, but I did write down that Sanji's poster doesn't say wanted, dead, or alive. It just says wanted alive. Who wants Sanji? What are they going to do with Sanji? What's going on with Sanji? Emma, Emma, don't make that face. (laughs) Something's going on with Sanji. (laughs) Something's going to happen. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants him alive? Why? (laughs) Hmm. And he actually has a picture this time. It's not... That's very important, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we do, we did see the Straw Hats again very briefly. So we do know Sanji is alive, along with everybody mm-hmm. else. They made it to Zoe, yeah. which is where Trafalgar said, go to Zoe. Yeah. That's the next stop on this defeat Kaido journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although they were being attacked by some people. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully we will meet up with Sanji and he will be able to explain to us. Yeah. What's this about Sanji? Do tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Dress Rosa, all new to you, Hannah, what did you think? I really enjoyed it. (laughs) Definitely a bump up from what we've been reading. I I don't know where I would put it in my rankings. I don't know, especially because I feel like I might be ranking the earlier arcs higher just because they're also ones that I, you know, watch the anime Mm -hmm. for and have kind of that nostalgia factor for. So I don't know where it would go in my ranking, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, this is, it's a return to form almost for the series Mm. (laughs) after the last two arcs. Oh, yeah. Oh, but I think for me, it's a pretty middle of the road arc where I enjoyed some things a lot. I didn't love other things. But it's still, it is, it's a good story. Mm-hmm. And it does set more things up. Mm-hmm. And we got the payoff for the last arc, which was nice because the last arc wasn't great. So it's, it is a solid arc. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where do we go from here, Emma? Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> oh, I wonder what she thinks about this next arc. <laughs> well, it's two arcs. That's why it's so exciting because mm-hmm. we're reading Another 100 chapters. We are reading Zoe and Whole Cake Island, which is chapters 802 through 902. I am excited. I can barely contain the excitement. I mean, truly, the way you were giggling and just hiding your face. I... What is in store? I don't know. And I cannot wait to find out. Mm Mm-hmm. My goodness. All right, well, hopefully y'all will join us in reading the next 100 chapters. As always, you can find all of our social media information in the show notes. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to it. Thanks for joining in on our discussion. And until next time, don't forget to treat yourself. <laughs>